BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod, everyone. Hope you are full of joy this week. It is the week of Christmas Eve and Christmas. We are so close to the new year. It's just exciting, amazing, fun times. No matter what you celebrate, I just feel like this time of year is great as well because we get a break from work, a break from school, things slow down. And honestly, thinking about this time, I just thought, who better than to bring on the podcast? One of my good friends from TikTok, I like to call her like my little sis, although she from a maturity brain mind level is no younger than me. If anything, I'm like taking notes from her, but she is just awesome. And she's driven and she's a grinder and she's really been through it from a body image, mental health standpoint. And now she is inspiring others. And that is why I'm so excited to welcome the one and only Spencer Barbosa to RealPod. Those of you who don't know Spencer, she is a body image influencer with over 5 million followers on TikTok. Literally millions of people are tuning in to her educational, fun, uplifting, and relatable content centering around empowerment and honestly just inspiring you to be the best version of yourself, whatever that may look like. You can follow Spencer on TikTok and Instagram. I link those in the description. She is amazing. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Faith. Faith left a five-star review and said, I always thought I wasn't a podcast person, but then I started listening to RealPod. A wide variety of content, great conversation, tips, messages, and more. For anyone who loves all things girl talk, sports, or literally anything else, RealPod is the podcast for you. Faith, I love this review. Thank you so much. It's so cool to know that you enjoy all the topics, no matter who the guests are every single week. 
I really appreciate each and every one of you who tunes into this podcast. And I love hearing from you. So if you've been enjoying the show and you want to take the time to leave us a review, you can do that on iTunes. It means the world. It helps us out tremendously. And you just might be the very special shout out on next week's episode. Without further ado, let's get started with today's guest, Spencer Barbosa. Your social media is so positive and uplifting. I'm wondering if you came out the womb feeling that way with a smile on your face, like being the biggest cheerleader for everyone, or if this is something that you've come into recently. This oh, confidence. I've definitely, I've definitely learned this. I feel like I wasn't always as positive and as like, I didn't always love myself as much as I did. So I feel like when you actually love yourself, you become who you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because I was, I was not always like this at all. I think it's, I think I'm positive because I had a really big family. So I have two older sisters. So I learned so much about like girls and it kind of, I feel like I'm like, I learned about girls. I learned how to talk to girls. Like I learned emotions because of my older sisters. And then I have a younger brother too. So it's like, I learned kind of just everything from my siblings. Honestly, I'm like, everything I am is my siblings. (laughs) I love that. It's so important though, to be super close to your siblings. And similarly, my older brother, so I don't have sisters. But he was pivotal for me in establishing like my confidence and self-worth. Well, <laughs> he definitely like my brothers teased me and made me very insecure as well. Like the reason I well, the reason I'm insecure about my hairy arms is my brothers. However, I will say when I was in middle school and I was first starting to use makeup, I remember my older brother said to me, like, you know, he he didn't want me wearing all this makeup. And he said, this was like his theory, he told me. He was like, if you're not wearing makeup, you're kind of at like your base, right? Like that's your base level. There's there's no additions or, you know, whatever. If you add to that and you put makeup on, it's obviously like a special thing. It enhances features. You know, you're going to look prettier, you know, whatever, because you're putting on this makeup. So he was like, if you only put that on for special moments, it makes those moments special and keeps your baseline at what like you would call I'm explaining this horribly at a normal are you following and then he's like if you're always at your base which is just having no makeup and then you put makeup on for the dance you're going to look really really good and then go back to just your base if you wear makeup that you'd wear the dance every single day then when the dance comes there's no special addition because you always look this way and then when you take it off you've created a different baseline for yourself. Does that make sense? You've No, but you've almost like created an insecurity in a way he's kind of saying. Yeah. I mean, he's just saying like you become reliant on it. It becomes your base. And look, I think everyone should do what makes the most comfortable. But that really resonated with me because I loved the idea of having this thing I could add on for special events to like make it feel fun and fancy for me but then to create my baseline around what I look like naturally. And I think that was the key was like, you want to normalize and get used to feeling comfortable and confident with your face without these additions so that you can be comfortable either way. Like so beautiful without anything on. Right. And so that's an example of like a sibling who really helps shape you and like build your confidence. So I relate to that. Can you think of like something specific your sisters did or said that helped? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a positive thing because I'm like, they definitely created the insecurity of the forehead. I'm like, my yeah. son definitely created a lot of Oh, they did. 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. I was never like really into I'm trying to think of a, something specific that my siblings did. I think it was more just like I learned lessons from them because like I would hear about a bad thing that a friend did to them and I would learn like life lessons in that way. Not necessarily a way of them like building me up. My mom definitely gave me so much confidence because my mom is like my best friend in the entire oh, world. I'm like, I'm that. so proud of my mom. Um, my mom, she always just, I noticed when I was in um, middle school, at least a lot of my friend's moms would tell them like, oh, like you can't wear that or don't wear that crop top or don't show that off or cover up, da, 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 you know what I mean? But my mom was always like, wear what you feel beautiful in wear what you want to wear. If you feel confident in it, amazing. Like, I'm not going to tell you that you can't wear a crop top. Like it's a stomach. Like, I'm not going to tell you to cover up your stomach when you're in grade eight. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're in grade eight, like you wear what you want to wear, you know? And even my dad has never been like the person to tell me like get changed. It was more like you feel beautiful in that. I'm so happy that you feel beautiful. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, that's definitely something I learned from my parents. And even now it's like, I wear what I want to wear and I'm never like dressing like a certain way. Like I have, I don't have a certain like aesthetic or everything. I just wear what I feel confident in. And that is because of my beautiful parents and I love them. Yeah. Well, uh, and I love them too for doing that. And that's, (laughs) that messaging is so important because then you are raised with like, huh, there's no negative. I'm not slutty. I'm not promiscuous if I dress a certain way or I do this. I'm just expressing myself with clothing that makes me feel the most confident. And then as you grow up, you're like, Hey, no clothing is off limits or negative or whatever. It's just clothing and whatever's going to help me express myself and feel confident I'm going to wear. And so I think that that is a phenomenal way that they helped raise you. My mom was similar in the sense that when I went to a concert, like freshman year of high school, she like threw me in this bralette. I'm like, okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So did you have like what someone might call like a dark night of the soul? Like, did you have a period in middle school or high school where you weren't confident or have you always been this way? And if the answer is no, you've never had that. I mean, that's great. That's just, you know, showing the next generation. But yeah, I mean, did you have a dark times? I had one of those as I feel like I was probably in, well, high school is just a weird place for everyone, in my opinion. And high school was never, it was not the best four years of my life at all. I'm like, it was not what it lived up to. And I think it was probably end of grade nine or beginning of grade 10. um, I felt my body was changing so much. And like, I had just got these boobs and I was like, what, like, what, what are these? Like, why don't you know what I mean? Like my body was changing so much. And I remember there was a period of a long period where I would just cry like every day. And I would look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, what the heck is happening? Like, this is terrible. This is horrible. Like, I don't even like anything. There was a point where I literally had to cover my mirror because I was like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. I feel disgusting about myself. Like I felt terrible and I was crying so much. It went on for so long that I was just like, I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. And I remember, I, I distinctively remember, I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I was like, like, what are you doing? Like, I am supposed to be my number one fan. And here I am being the only person who's actually being rude to myself. Like at that point in my life, I was the only person who was telling myself that I was like looked overweight or that I looked fat or that I didn't like the boobs that I had gotten, or I didn't like how small my butt looked one day, or then the next day it was how big my butt looked. Like I was the only one who was actually being rude to myself. And I was like, that's rude. Like (laughs) as much as I would never say something negative about someone else, gosh, I should never be saying something negative about myself. Like I would think I would, if I said half those things I said to myself, I would be a bully. And I was like, I am not a bully. 
so this needs to stop this needs to end and I kind of just spoke to my mom about it and I was like this this sucks I was like I hate this and then I eventually after years I got through it but I was like it was definitely a struggle for a long time for me I love the way that you explained this whole, I am not a bully, but I was bullying myself. I think oftentimes we hear, you know, how would you talk to a friend? And everyone thinks, okay, well, obviously I would talk nicer to a friend. But when you flip the script and you think about how are you talking to yourself and then saying, is that the kind of person you are? Like, are you someone who is cruel and mean to others and makes them feel bad? No, of course not. Oh, but you're doing that to yourself. Oh, I was so rude to myself. And I'm like, gosh, I should be my best friend. And I wouldn't say half of the shit I say to myself to my best friend ever. So I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Like I need to fix this. But yeah, it was like a really good thing that I realized. And if anyone hasn't realized that yet, you need to just be good to yourself because you must be good to yourself. You're not even going to be happy ever. You guys know Open has been a sponsor of the podcast for a while now, which is amazing because I love them. Open is a mindfulness studio designing a new way to practice well-being. Open blends music, sound, breath, movement, and visuals to bring you into the present moment. And I know how tough meditation can be. You guys hear me talk at like a million miles an hour every single week. I'm going, going, going. I've got a lot of things happening. It can be difficult to just sit, breathe, and get present. But Open's breathwork classes make it so easy. No matter if you're a beginner, you're an expert, their class called Breathe is perfect year round, but especially during this holiday season when the chaos is at an all-time high. And honestly, being present allows us to really soak up these magical moments that we're having right now this holiday season with friends and family. So the more I can tap into that, the better. Open also has an amazing community. Actually, when they surveyed their members, the number one reason people loved using Open was because of the community that they have built. The teachers, the chat box, cameras during class, practitioners from all over the world really make Open so unique. Open subscription is affordable and accessible at $10 a month for a yearly subscription. You can try Open for 30 days free using my promo code REALPOD when you sign up. So that's a free 30-day trial. No questions asked. Go to open-together.com slash realpod and use code realpod when you sign up. Once again, head to open-together.com slash realpod and use code realpod when you sign up for 30-day free trial. Let's get mindful, folks. I feel like we're similar in the sense that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem very like if you have a goal or you have something you want to do, you're like, great. How do I do it? What do I do? I will do those things. Like you are very proactive. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like you make shit happen. I am the same way. And I think when you talk about kind of having that distinctive moment and looking in the mirror and like being able to kind of flip a switch, well, that's not the way it can happen for most people. I relate to that. Like I had been struggling with my body image and the eating and the depression and all that. And then I, when I started to realize what was going on and gain that awareness and then like snap out of it, it was a 180 for me. It wasn't an overnight thing, but it was definitely faster than I think what most people experience because Mm. of that like innate part of my personality that Mm. once I realized something like you, you're like, I'm not a bully. I'm not going to do this anymore. I was like, I'm so determined. Yes. And when I realized my whole Instagram was for seeking validation, I was like, I don't need validation from other people. Why do I, why am I asking other people? You know, so 
I think that light bulb moment is hopeful and it can happen to people. And I, I feel seen by you saying that because sometimes I feel like, oh, it should have taken me longer. I should have had to do all these things, but, but it didn't. And why me? And that doesn't feel fair. But if it happens that way, like good for you, you know? I feel like one of my things was having to actually, okay, I probably sound crazy, but having to actually say it out loud to myself in the mirror and be like, you need to change this. I'm like, you are beautiful. Like I have to actually talk to myself, like be the crazy person, like whatever. I was like, I literally need to talk to myself in the mirror and be like, you aren't this person. You are rude. You are beautiful. Also, I'm always so determined and so ambitious. And I made it a goal. Like it wasn't like, oh, I want to love myself. It was a, I have to love myself because if I don't love myself, I'm not even being myself. I was like, I have to, I made it a goal. I made it something that had to happen. Like I prioritized it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. And speaking it out loud helps too, because sometimes Mm -hmm. our thoughts can be so rampant and run so wild and be so irrational that it's not until we say the words or we write down our thoughts, we really realize what we're actually saying to ourselves. And so when you speak it out loud, it's like you can snap out of that thread of not being uh, aware and pull yourself back from like where the thoughts are taking you. Another thing that like I noticed really is that, okay, so when you feel like shitty about yourself and you're like, I'm so ugly. When you say it out loud, it's like, you're literally telling yourself that. So I just started to be like, I am so pretty. I am so talented. I am so beautiful. And I feel like some people would hear if they ever heard me saying that, they'd be like, oh, she's so full of herself. But something I realized is hating yourself isn't humble at all. Hating yourself is just stupid. So it's like, I have to say it out loud to myself and be like, I am so beautiful. Like I am talented. You just have to say it and just own it. Like you're not, you're not being overconfident. Big fan. Love that. However, if I, if I throw something else here, what are your thoughts on people who feel uncomfortable like complimenting themselves if they don't believe it. Like they, they literally are like Spencer, but I don't think I'm pretty. I don't think I'm beautiful. Are you also a fan of then encouraging those people to do positive affirmations? Like I am more than how I look. I am more than my body. I am smart. And like, it doesn't have to be about the looks. Mm-hmm. And I think that something that at least young girls really struggled with. And I really struggled with was all of my compliments that I gave to myself or that I got from other people were about my looks. And then I was just like, like you're saying, I am smart. I am talented. I am successful. I'm hardworking. There's so much more to us than our looks. And I feel like when you're, even when you're older, I don't know, I can only speak from like a young perspective because I'm young, but when I'm young, it feels like everything I get told from myself is me just trying to be like, oh, like, do I look good in this bikini? Like, do I look good in this outfit? Like, do I look hot? Or if it's guys complimenting you, it's all about how you're so hot. Your body's so nice. Like, da, da, da. and then it just hit me one day. Like you just said, you're like, I am more. And that's my favorite quote in the whole world. So when you said that, I was like, yes, <laughs> like it's literally what I want to get tattooed on my body because I am more than my appearance. I am more than what other people think about me. I am more than my body. And honestly, the compliments that you give yourself at the beginning, I didn't believe them either. I just had to fake it till you make it. Some people love that quote. Some people don't, but I faked my confidence until I actually gained it. I faked feeling so good about myself until now. I actually feel good about myself and it's actually a good feeling, you know? Yeah. And the power of that's the power of manifesting, right? It's like, I am going to get to this place and I'm going to believe it and I'm going to do everything I can and hopefully I get there. I love how you just pointed out to like how you're raised and you're just told it's all about the appearance. Oh, this, this girl is such a beautiful little girl or your hair, or you look so pretty in your bow and look at your little dress. Like that is 
what we hear that as women makes us feel like we are enough. When you look at men, it's never about that. It's about if they're powerful, if they're smart, if they're strong. And for us, it's all about the look. And so I think the thing that we don't even realize we can do is find power elsewhere. As you just said, like the fact that we have to be like, whoa, yeah, it's not about I don't have to be pretty. I don't have to be beautiful. I don't have to have a hot body. Like I can just be all these other things that make a human an awesome human. And that can be enough and give me the confidence. Well, I think there's also such an emphasis. Maybe it's just me. And like between going to like university parties and going to fun parties, it's always like girls always want to be, or we're told, we're kind of taught that we want to be like the hottest girl in the room. We want to be the prettiest girl in the room. And I had this conversation with my friend yesterday and we were talking about this and he was like, oh, but like you were so pretty and like whatever, you're so pretty. Like girls are always compared to each other. And I think that is one of my biggest pet peeves is I or I posted a photo with my friends yesterday and someone was commenting about how like one of my friends is like pretty or whatever. Da, da, da. And I was like, all of us are pretty, like literally all of us are pretty. And why is it always about our looks? And it drives me insane because I think like we shouldn't have to aspire to being the prettiest girl in the room. Like that's never, yes. a goal. that's never a goal. I am so happy Spencer. You just said that because that is literally, I feel like this unspoken competition mm. amongst women everywhere. And even if I'm not saying every woman is partaking, but that's how we were raised. I would so much rather be known as like the kindest person in a room than the prettiest. Like it literally drives me insane all the time because even the way that like, well, obviously because I post so much on social media and stuff like that, all the comments would always be about like, if a guy thought I was pretty, a guy thought I was hot and da, da, da. And I'm always reading them and I'm like, it means so much to me. And I literally love to read these comments and it means so much to me. But the video had nothing to do with my looks. I'm like, the video was literally me talking about, it could be me talking about money or me talking about my opinion or something. And all the comments go straight to what you look like. And I'm like, can we bring it back to the, the whole point of the video? Right. You know I mean? It right. tries to explain that social media is like this and society's always like this. And I'm like, looks literally... It means nothing like a flamingo's pretty and a flower's pretty doesn't mean one's prettier than the other. And you know what else is, I'll say it, fucked up about this whole thing? There's no end. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> when, when is when is someone going to be the prettiest? Who's deciding? Like, like I used to think if you were a Victoria's Secret Angel, that was the, that was it. Like Victoria's Secret Angel is like the finish line. Like when I was growing up, I thought if you are a Victoria's Secret Angel or a Victoria's Secret model, you are like the prettiest. Yeah. But even those girls now come forward saying, I had to lose weight for that fashion show. I was miserable. I was told I wasn't pretty enough to be there. I mean, they felt insecure. And everyone has different opinions. People watch it say, she's so pretty. She's not. People magazine does the most beautiful woman. And then someone says, no, it shouldn't be her. It should be her. It's like society has put women into this game where none of us can win. And it's forcing us to put all of our attention and energy on our appearance, right? It's like that quote, society has women face the mirrors instead of the world so we can accomplish less and do less. And I think it's so true. Also, Spencer, if your funeral was tomorrow, I hope that doesn't happen. Is anyone, no one's going to say anything about your looks, right? Like they wouldn't say, oh, "Oh, we miss her in her beautiful long brown hair. No, they're talking about the relationships you you made, the person that you are. And I think that's like one of my favorite parts of your message is the most important thing is who we are as humans and how at the end of the day, like no one's going to be like, you know, it's like that quote, 
we're so sad for for losing this woman and her thigh gap. What a great thigh gap. I mean, no, no one's saying that at the funeral. Like literally what? And also you're only as pretty as you treat people. Yep. I blame society. I do. But also you're even saying it feels like a ongoing competition. I'm literally like I'm 18 and I quit the competition already. I'm like, I quit. I can never win. I quit. What is the point of me? like trying to change myself always for something I'm never going to win. Like there's, there's no winner. Like you said, you used to think that like Victoria's secret angels were like, that was the end all. Like those are the most perfect. Like that's what I aspire to be. But then also they're all insecure or not all of them, but like some of them are insecure because we put such an emphasis on them having to feel perfect all the time. But I quit. I'm like, I feel good the way I am. (laughs) And I'm so glad that you have already gotten to that place. And I know that people say you're young and whatnot. But when you think about like, and I'm going to get kind of existential here. (laughs) I'm going to get my my coffee and my cigar out. But when you think of a toddler, they're so innocent. Like they, they love to see a butterfly. There's flowers they haven't seen before. Like they just view the world in such a organic, fresh, loving way, you know, like they're not sexist. They're not racist. Like these kids are just loving. They haven't learned any of that stuff from Mm -hmm. society. I think the older we get, the more conditioned we can become about what we have to do, what we have to say. And I think when we look to younger people, especially now, they have such a fresh take and they are so empowered to have their own take. And I think there is so much that we can learn from you and people who are younger. And I don't love that people will write it off like mm, they're they're kids or they don't know yet. It's like they're wiser and smarter and time. more daring than most 40 year olds. <laughs> I'm like, I hear it all the time. I have this whole debate that like ageism is like crazy and it's actually more relevant and more of an issue than we think it is. Because I literally, like you're saying, toddlers are so innocent and they don't know the world yet. You know what I mean? And then people always say that, like, I'm 18. I don't understand yet. Like, you're so young. You'll learn one day. You're so young. You're so young. And I'm like, I'm sure I will. Like, I'm sure that I will learn one day. However, I also feel like my opinion is still important. Like, I think yes. it doesn't matter how young you are. And I've had so many people, even within, like, obviously, I'm. this is my first year doing um, what I'm doing and, like, content creation, stuff like that. So I don't know everything and I know I don't know everything and I've never thought that I did and I've never been like a right fighter or that kind of person. But so many people who are um, older than me will like, I'll be working with a brand or something and they'll be like, tell me like how I don't know this or I don't know that or I'm so young or brands will kind of overlook my, my opinion. But I'm like, I'm young, but I still have an opinion and I think my opinion is just as important as yours. And that's something else I also like learned from my parents is they always listen to my opinion, always, even if I... Like, was younger. Do you know what I mean? My parents were never like, oh no, you're listening to me. Like, this is my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone ever learns a life lesson like that ever by having someone older than them tell them, like, you're young, you don't understand. Can you help me understand then? Like, can you teach me to understand then? Because if you never let me speak my opinion, I'm never going to be able to form an opinion. And I'm never going to learn from you telling me that I'm too young and it drives me insane. There's my But also, (laughs) also, like, maybe you are correct and you are right. And what are they saying you need to learn? You need to learn how to like think the way that everyone else has thought for the past hundred years to be accepted in this society. You know, it's like when you present something that's different, it's viewed as wrong if it doesn't fit the norm. And so I love that you are 
you know, you realize that all of us as humans have things we're going to learn and we're going to understand as we get older. But at the same time, that, that doesn't mean we have to change what we think or how we feel. So, you know, anyone who's older and dismisses you or whatnot, they're probably once again, like like you say to people who hate leave you hate comments, it's just a projection, a projection of how they feel. And I think, you know, most people would be inspired by everything that you are at such a young age. It just means you're like literally going to take over the world. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Today's Real Pod episode is brought to you by one of my favorites, Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. Athletic Greens is honestly all about providing you no matter what that looks like, what your body looks like, how you eat, what you do every day, just providing you with essential nutrients in a really, really simple way. And that's why I love them. Every single morning I wake up, I do my little scoop of AG1 in my mason jar, mix it with water and ice cube, stir that around and voila. In just one tasty scoop, AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic greens, superfood blend and more in one convenient daily serving. AG1 works together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and just overall support a healthy immune system. It effectively replaces multiple products, pills, and all that jazz with just one healthy, delicious drink. And that's literally why I love Athletic Greens. It's so easy, and it's just a fantastic addition to your everyday life. And they have these awesome on-the-go packets. So I'm actually going to be out of town for Christmas visiting Max's family for the holidays. I know, serious. I can't wait. And so I will be bringing my Athletic Greens packs. All I have to do is add them to my water bottle, shake, and drink. It's one thing with all the best things. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash realpod today. So you can get five free travel packs and one year free supply of vitamin D with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash realpod today. I can't stress this enough. I love Athletic Greens. If you want to try it too, just visit athleticgreens.com slash realpod. As you probably know by now, I am a huge advocate and supporter of therapy and talking to someone. Seeking help changed my life, and I am so excited to have BetterHelp as a sponsor of this podcast, offering you all a 10% discount on your first month when you sign up at betterhelp.com slash realpod. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling, but done securely online. I love the online approach because I can literally sit in my bed and have my appointment from the comfort of my own home. It totally gets rid of going to a waiting room, driving in your car, possibly running into someone. And not only is it convenient, but BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. You get timely and thoughtful responses from your counselor. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever works best for you and your schedule. If you go to betterhelp.com slash realpod, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You get to connect in a safe and private online environment, and you can start communicating in just under 48 hours. I know when I need help and I want to talk to someone, I want to talk to them like now. And the fact that they can match you with someone in just under 48 hours 
is amazing and like as fast as it gets when looking for a great therapist. Anything you share is confidential and BetterHelp is so popular that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you want to start talking to someone, begin working on whatever it is you're going through or simply just get a second look on your life, your thought patterns and your overall mental health. Go to betterhelp.com slash realpod. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month, which is a great deal. So definitely go snag that by going to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash RealPod. Once again, join over 1 million people who are putting their mental health first. That's BetterHelp.com slash RealPod. We need to talk about TikTok, the millions of followers, social media. I mean, how are you managing that as an 18-year-old? Insane. Absolutely insane. I think I'm managing it because I still don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're like, it's not there. (laughs) I'm literally in shock. Like, I think every day I open up my phone, I'm like, wait, what? I literally like, I'm like, when did this happen? Like, how did this happen? Because I still, okay, this is like a mini story time on how it started because tell us. So I was sitting at home. I was actually working um, at Dairy Queen at the time. I was working at Dairy Queen. The best ever best job. So were you flipping the blizzards over before handing yeah. them to people? I love that. <laughs> I was working drive through at Dairy Queen. So <laughs> I was doing that. And um, I remember my sister's friend's boyfriend, whatever, or girlfriend, sorry, worked in like PR at Aritzia or something. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to get a PR package so badly. I was like, can you ask her how many followers I have to have? Like, how do I start this? Like, whatever. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I want to be a content creator. And this is when TikTok had just like started to get cool and get that hype. I never heard back or anything like that. But then me and my sister were like, I should just start doing this. I was like, I've always been passionate about it. I was like a, did acting when I was younger. So I've always loved being in front of the camera. I always have just a very like big voice and big opinion. And this has always been something that I, in the back of my head, I wanted to do. Like I had a YouTube channel when I was like in grade eight, like this is something I always wanted to do. And then my sister had made this bet with me and she's like, I bet you by the end of quarantine, you can't get to 50K. And I was like, oh, tell me I can't do something and I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, bet against me. Like, I'll do it. So I was like, I'm going to start posting. Like, what am I passionate about? And I was like, oh my gosh, this was, I just went through that whole journey of loving myself. Like, I wonder if my advice could like do something or help someone. And I posted a lot and no one saw it for a little while. (laughs) Like no one saw it for a little while. And then all of a sudden, I just remember waking up one day and I was like, I hit a million followers. I was like, what the heck? Like, obviously it had happened over months, but I was like, what the heck? Like literally, I know this happened, but like, when did this happen? And then uh, once I hit like a million, I was like, okay, I'm going to quit DQ. Like I'm going to start actually doing this seriously because I actually like this and I'm not, not a huge fan of flipping blizzards. I was like, I think (laughs) this is just more of something I would like to do. So yeah, that's how it began. If you wanted like a story time. That is wild. And I'm so glad that you had, like you said, like you are outgoing, you're determined, you know how to be in front of camera, you know how to produce, create your own content. And in choosing what message you want to spread, you chose such a great one that is needed to be out there. And I think a lot of girls your age, that's not their priority, right? Like they are still stuck in that. I have to be the prettiest. I have to look a certain way. And so I think it's even more powerful for someone who is in high school or just graduated high school to look at you and be like, I am the same age as this girl. I can have this type of confidence. I can be daring and do something even if I'm afraid of what people are going to think or what they're going to say. And I 
that's so powerful. So I hope you do take a second to just process what is real, um, that it is all there. (laughs) It does not feel real at all. It does not. I was going to hit on when you said like to just do it. I think my biggest roadblock was being like, I just graduated high school. Like, is this weird? I'm like, is it weird if I do this? Are people going to think I'm weird? (laughs) Am I being cringy? And when I was in high school, at least like one of the biggest things you never wanted to be called was cringy. Like if you're cringy, no one wants to be friends with you. Like you're so cringy. When I got called cringy all the time. Let's just, I'm like, that was probably the number one thing I got called always. But my biggest roadblock was I was like, this is something I want to do. This is my goal. This is my dream. Like, I know I'm going to love it. Am I really going to be like, oh my God, the word cringy is getting in my way of following my dreams? No, I think it's cringy to not follow your dreams. There we go. It's like when you posted that video saying to the girls who duet my stories and make fun of me. <laughs> Still to this day. To this day, people that I went to high school with and people that I know in my hometown literally do at my TikTok videos to make fun of me. And I was like, to make fun of you are literally big balling. Also, like, what do you like? Why? Like what? Like you would think at this rate, they'd flip the script and just try to be your best friend. (laughs) I'm like, like, I'm already doing TikTok because I understand at the beginning. They're like, oh, she's cringy. She's making these videos. I think in the first like month of taking TikTok serious, I think I had 12 TikToks made about me by other people that I went to high school with. Doing my videos being like, oh my gosh, such a loser. Like, so, such a loser. Like, she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Like, so cringy. Girl, when I tell you, I got bullied for a fat minute for doing what I liked. For literally, I got bullied for telling people to love themselves. I was like, once again, protecting your own insecurities. But like, yeah. And also people, I say this all the time to content creators, because that is the biggest fear, right? Is like, you have to go for it. And when you go for it in the beginning, you don't have followers. You don't have likes. You don't have comments. So it is backing you up. Right. There is this embarrassment factor of like, I'm going to go for this and, you know, no one's following me yet, but there's no other way to get started. And the thing is, though, anyone who is more successful than you, accomplished, working hard, they would never say anything because they respect the hustle and like they're busy living their lives. It's the people who are insecure, who could never have the guts to do it, who envy the courage that sit around and say stuff. Yeah. And I feel like maybe like you feel the same way, but especially for like the job that we're doing, if you don't go like 100% in, if you aren't 100% you and 100% trying, you can't just like put like one foot in. Because if you don't put like one foot in, you need to jump into this job. If you don't put, like, if you just put one foot in, your content's going to seem like you're just putting one foot in. And like people can completely see right through like anything that you're doing. So if you're not being yourself, if you're not actually making content that you're passionate about, people can see through that. You know what I mean? But it's also so scary to make content that you're passionate about because it's like, this is me. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not putting on like this persona. And you're so natural at it. Like your videos, your editing. I mean, I was scrolling. I scroll your page every day because we follow each other. But but I was, yeah, I was looking through your page today just to get ready to chat with you for real. And I mean, from a business side of things, like I admire your hustle, like the sounds you find, the way you edit your videos. I mean, it's just so cool. And you can't learn that anywhere. Like that is just in you, like that, like go-getter creator. You're like your own director. You are the writer. You're the producer. You're the actor. I mean, like I 
I just am in awe. Um, wait, so what is what do big sis, mom, dad, bro, everyone say now? Like, I mean, she 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 challenged you to get 50K. You're at like five million. Oh my gosh. My family, I don't even mean to sound like so cheesy and so corny, but like my family is my like everything. I'm not even kidding. My dad, well, my dad, I don't think he's ever seen one of my TikToks at all. This is the funniest part of my family is what? My dad, he's not on social media at all. Like never. This guy is like my dad does hardwood floors. He's very much like uh like more of like a construction-minded person and hands-on and building things. He's never on his phone, whatever. But I think the funniest part about like being supported by my family is that my dad's never seen one of my TikToks. He doesn't watch them, but I'll hear him with his friends being like, Oh, you should see my daughter. She's doing so good. He's like, This girl's been what making these like ticky talkies. He's like, You should see this girl. Like, she has. I think she's like 2 million followers. And I'm like, dad, I was like, it was like 2 ha- million, like a year. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, you haven't even showed him like your most viral ones. You don't just text them to him. No, he doesn't watch them. It's so funny. But like he, he's obviously so supportive. Like he's never like, oh, don't do this. Like he's always been super supportive, but he doesn't like know my content. He doesn't follow my content. I don't think he knows what I do. <laughs> like he respects what I do, but I don't think he watches any of my stuff. And I, same was like, I don't go to work with him. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, it goes both ways. Like, I don't, I don't see like pictures of the floors that he's done. <laughs> oh my God. And what about your sisters? The one that, what about the one that challenged you? The one that challenged me, she's actually a social media manager. So she's very much into all of this. And oh my she's, God, that's perfect. Yeah. She, so my sister does like van life. So she um, has her own like YouTube channel, like van life. And she lives in a van with her boyfriend and stuff like that. So she's very much into um, like the social media aspect of it so supportive like so 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 supportive every single milestone I've ever hit I think every single person in my family has like posted about it who has social media like the most supportive people ever my sister um Bailey she lives in the same town as me and we make TikToks together I'm always like Bailey get on your TikTok grind (laughs) like we'll start doing brand deals together I'm like the sister duo my mom is actually, she's here today at my apartment and she's filming her first ever brand deal. So my mom started doing TikTok with me too. She has like 130K, I think now. So my whole oh my family God. is like very, very into Mama this. Barbosa. It's amazing, my queen. Wow, <laughs> like, you've just started like, you guys are like D'Amelio's 2.0. No, you literally. Have I'm the like, Barbosa can show. Can we make this happen? <laughs> okay, well, do you have time to just like be a normal 18 year old or do you miss that? Like, what are some of the things you currently now are like, like, what are like some of the downsides to this that you're trying to work through? This is an incredible question because I live in a university town. So I'm not in university, but I live in a university town. And so basically Monday to Friday, I do my TikTok grind, film all my brand deals, film whatever content I'm doing for the whole week between those days. And then like Friday night and Saturday night, I'll like go out with my friends or I'll go to a party or something. And people will recognize me because my age group or my demographic that I make the videos for is literally university girls and guys or whoever, like just anyone, anyone who's in university is like my age demographic, I would say. So people will recognize me. And I don't think that's a downside at all. I think that sometimes it gets overwhelming because I'm not used to this at all or Like I said, this is literally like shocking to me. Like, I do not even believe this is my life. So I'll be going out to like a party with my friends and some will be like, like, I've seen you before. And I'm like, oh, like, did you see me last weekend at a party? Like, like, have we met before? And they're like, no, like I've seen you on TikTok. And I'm like, someone follows me. (laughs) I'm like, what? In terms of your mental health 
any anxiety, depression? Do you struggle with any of those things? I like lately I've been really like really good and I've been always prioritizing my mental health and always like that's just like that has to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like every single day that is just time that is definitely dedicated to that. It's not something that I can skip. It's not something that like oh well if I have free time that day then I'll take care of myself. Then I'll care for myself. No. Taking care of myself always comes first. But I think any of my like anxiety in a way would come from like my job and being on social media and that's just like like that's the that's something that I can't really can like I try to control it as much as I can but it just happens I feel like being in like the public eye so much like there's no way for you to be like perfectly fine with it all the time and feel like perfectly not stressed and everyone's like stressed at points like everyone is like gets anxious for some things but I think my number one thing has just been putting time aside and being like I need to take care of myself. Like these are things that I need to do. I need to like evaluate my own feelings. And every day I, um, so I have like a really nice balcony at my condo. So every day I like sit out on the balcony for like, I would say 40 minutes and I just watch the sunset by myself. And that's my time when I'm like sitting there reflecting on my whole life and like, what's making me happy. What's not making me happy. Like journaling, writing down things that I want. That's like the best. That's the best time of my day every single day. <laughs> I saw that you were a journaler, right? You wrote down your goals, the things that you wanted. That inspired me so much, girl. I need to do that. Can you wait? Can you give me like a little beginner's tutorial? Like, what do you do? You write down. Didn't you write down like a bunch of goals you wanted to accomplish? And then you literally accomplished all of them like times 10. <laughs> but so tell me how you do this, because I want to do this later. And I'm sure other people want to do it, too. So there's like a couple different things I do. But the number one thing that I did for this whole year was at like on January 1st, I think it was, I wrote down every single thing that I wanted to achieve within this year, whether that was like, have a certain amount of followers, like that was like a number or just like, take myself on like three dates. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I wrote down every single goal from every point of my life. And I think I probably wrote down about like 40 goals. And I actually printed it out and I put it in a picture frame. And I have it up in my kitchen. Like I can see it right now. <laughs> like I have it so that I can look at it every single day. And I called it a girl with goals. And it was just like all my goals that I wanted to achieve. And anytime that I feel like, oh, I haven't achieved anything. Like I'm not doing good enough. Like I haven't done enough this year. I'll look at that goal list. And I'll be like, bro, I crossed off like at least 30 of them. So that like motivates me because I see it every single day. And I think of like a big part of actually achieving your goals is writing down your goals. It's same as like having a to-do list. If you never like write it down, you're not going to like actually get them all done. Um, but I just like write down all my goals every single month. And then at the end of the month, I can like reflect on it and see what I've gotten done, see what I want for the next month. Basically just write anything down. That's what I do. And I, I do it like one for the whole year and then like one every month. I love that. I am going to do it. I'll text you when I'm done so that, you know, accountability, buddy, because that is sounds like something I definitely want to do. And I love the way that it has worked out for you. Spencer, thank you so much, babe. This was so fun. I feel like I got to know you better from like how this all started, what you're doing now and how you think about everything. And I'm, I've said this like five times already, but I'm so glad that everyone has you to look at for these conversations and these things, because I love your message. I think you're just the sweetest and like the influencer content creator celebrity world like needs people like you to start taking it over. So I am rooting for you. And don't forget about me when you like keep getting famous. <laughs> oh, no, because I'm literally like, okay, hearing you saying all these things to me, I'm like, you are literally like an inspiration to me. I literally stalked your page with my mom today. And I'm like, this girl's so amazing. Like 
you give off the most incredible vibes ever. And it feels like every time I need something or like a vibe like that, or every time I need a reminder, there you are on my free page or <laughs> posting an Instagram thing, like literally anything. I think you are forgetting how amazing you are because I'm like, you're saying these nice things to me, but I'm like, no, like I'm literally like shaking over we here. Are like, total fan girls. I'm like, this is literally like my idol saying this to me. Oh, you are so sweet. That means the world. Tell your mama I say hello. I love a loving mama and yours sounds like the coolest. So, and I love my mom too. Maybe we could do a mom daughter thing if you ever come to the States. <laughs> yes. A little mom daughter date. I love it. Thank you, babe. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.